Hello and welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I am here with Gav and G for this episode of the show. Today, we discuss an absolutely vital part of fantasy football, the trade. We give the best strategies for closing that dream deal that you've always wanted for your team, as well as list our players to buy low or sell high on. Plus, we give our listener league recap and our starts and sits for week eight. Today is October 24th, 2023 and this is episode 118 of the show uh guys i'm up you're i'm up, up this week up. on football i was about to be i was about to be done with football completely but i'm up Guess i'm what? pretty sure you guys what know about you matt are you up uh moving on i would say you're pretty up <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad you know you know i mean obviously you could almost say you hit brock like, bottom <laughs> Jesus! Oh man, that was a good You've been one. Been saving hate. that one. I got I mean, all the hate ready for you guys. Yeah, I mean, just saying, like it's been a while since we've lost like regular season games, so I I forgot how it felt. Um. Oh well, how does I, it feel? I hate it, you, dude. I mean, God, I mean, I lose like ten fantasy football games before I see my team lose one. So that's I hate you because I I literally went from completely winning Super Bowls to not winning any. Yeah, not I mean, even making we, it to the. We playoffs. don't win Super Bowls either, so. Well, yeah, but that's your standard. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. So our deviation from the standard is way, way worse. <laughs> There's nothing to be happy about in my life right now. <laughs> that's what it is. Regardless, I mean, hey, we did do well in the fantasy football league. I mean, aside from my sad Niners loss, the fantasy football league is going pretty well. I'm gonna give this listener league recap real quick here. Uh, let's start off with my matchup here versus Dylan. Tragic. This one is a close one. I mean, one of us was going to two and five. One of us was going to three and four. I barely eked out a victory over Dylan, one seventeen to one thirteen. This was so damn close. That's a grind em. No reason at all. And both of us were frauds. And it's mainly because it was only so close because one, Dylan didn't started Zach Evans. Even though it was he was going to be ruled, you know he wasn't really going to get any touches. <laughs> he got but, no touches though. That's the crazy thing. Exactly, he got absolutely no touches. And I thought, you know, okay, that's a good thing for me. But my Sam Howell did not do very well, even though I traded for him. And then <laughs> Bijan Robinson, just I don't know what to say about him. I mean, you don't care about his health. That's what it is, huh? I care about his health, it's but I wish he told me team, about huh? his health. Yeah, no. No, but it's he the said, thing, yeah. Like, he said yeah. I I I obviously care about Bijan's health, but I think that you know, and the NFL is doing an investigation, and they really should because, I mean, the NFL is an entertainment product first and foremost. We've seen that already, but I mean, have you seen like the overall quality of the game so far, and how the refs have been like not as Botch great? Yeah, they haven't been great so far, and you have this. You know, weird Bijan Robinson situation, we, which we don't even get updated about until the end of the first half. It's just like, obviously, you know, this shit happens, right? It's going to happen. But in this world where there's a lot of gambling, we're getting fan duels and prize <laughs> picks and sleeper pick commercials every like second. Like, you can't have this happen. Like, you need like disclosure about this kind of stuff. My favorite part was when they tried to fix it by putting him in in the last quarter. That was so that that made me think like it was actually kind of like, you know, because 
because I don't know if you guys are aware, but Underdog I saw on Twitter was running a Bijan Robinson promo where if he got one yard, you would cash out, and you know, you know. Bro, no way. So and then uh, sportsbooks didn't void it. They didn't void it because technically he saw the field for one rush, right? Like that's don't you think that's like again? I'm not saying that there's you know obvious evidence here, but when you're promoting this kind of atmosphere, you have to tighten up your kind of organization. You got to tighten up everything because well, even the forget, impression of it. Don't forget, this is the same team that had the incident with Calvin really betting on his own team, right? Like exactly. Oh, true. Exactly. I totally forgot, bro. Regardless of all of that, by the way, I am all in favor of, you know, starting the petition to take Arthur Smith and lock him up in that, like, Mercedes-Benz, like, <laughs> you know, the closet. Didn't Kanye work in, like, like one of the rooms <laughs> in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just put him in there on game day. We'll call the plays. I'm down. Especially because I have a Drake London, so that 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 that'd be in my favor. Oh, yeah, Drake London didn't do so well either. Yeah. No, he hasn't been doing well. All right, on to our next matchup here. Another podcast resurgence here because we got G beating King Midi to Liddy. 116-100. Wow, Fuck G. Midi. Even though I'm about to see Midi and we're about to go to Pittsburgh to watch Joe Steelers-Jags game, but fuck Midi. <laughs> we were we were together last week or two weeks ago for the Bears Vikings game and in my other league. He whooped my shit and he was just talking all the time. So, but good to get my revenge. Deshaun I'd Watson like with negative point eight on his uh, starting lineup. <laughs> Lovely, sort of love to see. And I had a great performance by uh, the one and only Christian McCaffrey and T.J. Hawkinson, the double white man combo. <laughs> T-Hawk was eating it up with just PPR points, dude. Jesus. Just catches. Love it. I don't Love need to be reminded. <laughs> don't yeah. need to be reminded. God. Uh, all right. Another podcaster on the board here is Gav with a score of 167 to 117 over Huge Ass Balls, which is Ugly Kid, a.k.a. McYoungboy, a.k.a. any other kind of name he wants to put out there. I mean... 167. Oof. Oof. Man, tell me about I think I, I couldn't have started it better, honestly. Uh, literally, I maxed out my potential. Um, and I'm ready to be back next week because I have Denver Heavy back and I have the new running back one with Cam Akers. It's over, dude. What? Oh, and Najee's finally playing well, I think. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought, dude? I'm up. My Patriots. My Patriots. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. Sorry, then... sorry, McYoungboy. I love you. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. He's he's our favorite. No? Yeah. And McYoungboy also left Deonta Foreman, Gus Edwards, and the Eagles defense on the bench, which is a lot of points. Just a lot of points. I haven't done the math yet, but I think he would lose by a couple, regardless. I think he would have lost, too. I think if I could check it. Yeah. Oh, he would have lost by one. <laughs> wow. Oh. Nice. <laughs> love it. All right, and now we have Nando, the Adams family, just barely just taking the edge in this victory over the Los Angeles Ash Holes, which is Jamar, 113-107. to It's a down week for Nando, but he was still able to just escape with the victory. Dummy really started Brock Purdy over Trevor Lawrence. I would have done the same. Yeah. What? Come yeah, on, man. No, what? what the, the fuck? Same. No, what? 
your your cabin. You you said it yourself. You don't like um, you don't like your own Niners team. True, but I didn't think that Trevor was gonna play that well off the knee injury. So he was capping off that injury, bro. He was running for like y'all like I know 15. that kind of annoyed me. That last forty yard <laughs> run, bro. There's nothing wrong with his knee. <laughs> what? They're like the whole liar. time. You're like as long Just as he runs liar. in a straight line, bro. I'm like bro, bro dude, he was... wasn't. That's, that the thing crazy. is like. They actually game planned well. Like they actually said, "Oh, let's actually put some effort into our offensive game plan and you know do these short passes." It pissed me off because they looked actually functional for the first time. <laughs> it was just a ploy, man. Can you imagine? That's a big brain. Jeez. All right, moving on. Here we got the Yakuza Tribe Bryant going up against FF Sportsman. Uh, Buddy did not set his lineup again. He's back to inactive because he loses. 141 to 99. DK Metcalf was out. Tyler Boyd was on bye. Uh, I think this is Jameson Williams got zero points. It's not really his fault. But, you know, that's not good. I mean, he's just, he left a lot of points on the bench. Congrats to Byron with your free win. <laughs> Everyone's free win, except for yeah, one. everyone. Except for, I think it was Dylan, no? Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> uh ever that was me last year so i I'm the, can't even laugh at him <laughs> but you just did i was laughing at sportsman get back here sportsman you'd have, you'd have a decent team don't give up yeah i think they were a little past that point guys one in six the swing bro the swing all right and the last one we have is big cock cup which is robbie two times and Team Goat Rush. Team Goat Rush just barely gets the win. Another close one, 140 to 136. Puka Nakua and Amon Ross St. Brown. Even in garbage time, Amon Ross St. Brown got 20 points. And that pretty much just wiped away a pretty decent outing from Robbie two times. Rest in peace, bro. That's why. He had <sighs> 35 points from Travis Kelsey, and he still couldn't get the victory. It's very sad. It's just one that's, of those weeks. That's so sad. I think he started the most efficient lineup he could, too. Well, I guess Man, you can't you know, blame yourself for that, right? When you're just capped by talent. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I mean, there's a lot of efficient lineups. You, Gav, and Bryant got both had 100% efficiency. And then Goat Rush and Robbie two times both had 98%. Wow. <laughs> Was that close up there or no? You were at 95, and I was at 94. Not bad. Mm. Let's go. That's what I had four guys on bye, so my bench was. Yeah, mostly... I think I think this is skewing everything because everyone's on bye. <laughs> yeah, I had four guys on bye. One person left on my bench, so I didn't really have much error there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think the other the only thing the problem was I think the other thing I had left on my bench was a defense. That's why. Yeah, I had I had Debo, Kyron, obviously Bijan was probably the ruin of my efficiency, but like, and then Justin Fields also. And then yeah. when Jalen Waddle got hurt, I was so mad. I was he like, it's... you can't do this to me again. He didn't get hurt. He was just back spasms. Yeah. Thank God. I was about to lose my shit. <laughs> All right. Well, our standings is uh, Chimp Hunter 1. Gav is on top of the league. Nando is right behind him. Ugly Kid is 2. Goat Rush is 4. Yakuza Tribe is 5. He's made 3 straight wins after going 0-4. And then you got Robbie two times at six, you got G at seven, you got Jamar at eight, me at nine, Midi at ten. We're all three and four here. And then my team is a fraud, Dylan at eleven, and 
Team FF Sportsman at 12. Welcome back into the playoffs, G. It's been a long time coming, man. And as, as my favorite team comes back into the playoff picture, well, well, I just established the same for myself here. And, you know, it's, thank you for having me here, Gav. <laughs> it's, it, well, listen, it's better on this side. Although your Steelers team is still playing like trash, you guys just keep getting lucky. Yeah, that's I won't hold you. Georgie. Georgie Porgie, literally coming back and saving your team. Ridiculous. Back <laughs> shoulders, all the way up and down the field, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Disgusting how many fucking back shoulders we run. That's what I'm saying. I was like, man, he would have been somebody good to trade for. Oh, wow. Funny that you mentioned trades. This is the time of year where... The NFL trade deadline is actually coming up, I believe, on the 31st, but so is the time to make a trade in your fantasy leagues. Obviously, it's been seven weeks in. I think that we kind of understand you know, the players and who they are right now, but we also understand the needs of our teams. Obviously, there's a lot of players getting injured, players on bye, and just players that are not performing up to expectation. It's been seven weeks now. We can kind of just see who they are. And obviously, there's still some situations where, you know, you see players maybe rounding into form at the end of the year, and maybe that's something you want to try and target. But all I'm saying is that this is a prime time to make a trade because this is the, like, meaty part of the middle of the season where, you know, there's still a lot of games left, and you can still expect to get a rest-of-season value on some players, where at the same time, you could also just say, okay, it's time to give up on others. And it's time to make you push as well. If you're three and four, like me and G, then, you know, we kind of have to surge forward. And if you're like one and five or like one and six, I think, then you kind of have to like start selling at maybe a discount and try to see if you can make that one final push to get in, right? So, you know, we, we've all made trades here, obviously. You know, we can't run a sports council podcast. We can't run a fantasy football podcast without you know, making a couple of trades in our day. So what do you mainly look for when you just start saying, like when you get to your computer, when you get to your phone and says, okay, I got to make a trade. What am I going to do? Like what's what's your mindset when you're getting into that? So for me, I would look at holes in my roster where I can improve. Obviously basic like understanding of my roster is probably going to be necessary. Like if I'm feeling an injury or if I'm feeling uh, – just a player that's been asked or, you know, whatever the case may be, or maybe you just need a second or third depth player, you know, if you're kind of going to see what your role is and then or what you're looking for and then look for who fits that role the best. Um, I look for players usually that are maybe just a tad bit undervalued, man, and I had a good week or two. A uh, good example of that would be like a Calvin Ridley this week. You know, he's been kind of hated and kind of very frustrating for a lot of players, and understandably so, but he's still talented, and he's going to get his uh, call this week, I feel like, and you've been asked the last two weeks, so you're someone you could probably buy low. So if you're filling a wide receiver two, maybe you can give up a backup running back that you have for wide receiver two. You know, something of that nature is what, uh, what I would say to do. I tend to think of the same way, very logical, logical, but it, I, I, you forget to mention, like, like you make sure to take in the position that you're at, you know, like at, if you're at the top of the league, maybe like top four, I try to go for more conservative plays. Cause you already have a solid team at that point. I would be looking to towards the playoffs, like check like the last like five weeks and see 
who has the best and easiest schedule. It doesn't matter what position, you're just trying to get the most points out of those. Obviously, get the most points out of out of those weeks. Make sure to hit on those weeks too. So like, um, I think the, I'm pretty sure the Jaguars have like the easiest schedule. So I just get like, I know it's going to be like really hard to get them, but I would get um the, the running back. I forgot his name. God, why am ETN. I? ETN. ETN. Yeah, he's eating this season. You're definitely See, thinking I, James Robinson, I, I, right? I disagree. I don't know if I would want to go for ETN right now. I feel like his value is too high. Like, what are you going to give up for the guy who's been, what, like the number one running back in the last, like, three weeks? Like, you're going to have to give up an arm and a leg, and then the day you trade for him, the day he's not going to have 30 points up and two touchdowns and shit, you know? So, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. So, I wouldn't go out there to trade for well, the guy playing the best right now. Well, so, I'm, so, basically, you're, you're kind of your philosophy here. Uh, G is kind of like don't trade for a player at their ceiling, right? Like, are you always oh, yeah. like looking for the players that are like kind of in that mid level and they're looking to break? No, out? I mean I'll trade for a good player, but not a player that's peaking. So this would have been Raheem Mostert at the beginning of the year. Now would be a good time to try to go get Raheem Mostert. The like example, Etn right now is peaking. His season is at a peak. You know, he might have just had his peak the last four weeks of this season, and you did not have him for any of those games. But that's what you're paying for, right? So that's where it comes down down for me. So I'm looking at guys that, you know, maybe have been playing good, but I still have yet to completely, truly break out. You know, maybe have a, a complete breakout, solidified game. Maybe a Brees Hall. Maybe I would look to trade ETN for Brees Hall and another good receiver or something. Because at the end of the day, it might sound crazy right now, but in terms of, you know, going forward, it, I would say it's pretty f- comparable, right? And if you're going to be adding a great receiver to that package and you're going to be selling the absolute high on ETN, right? So it just comes down to like how you look at it, right? Trading for ETN would be just, I feel like, too tax for me to do. Well, I, I didn't mean it like um, trade specifically for ETN. I meant I was talking about in the context of how easy their schedule is and actually I wouldn't trade for ETN because he, I mean, he faces the Bucks at the end of the year. Um, the, I think the Cowboys too, I might be mistaken, but it's a harder schedule. I'm talking more like, so like the Detroit Lions, maybe that's a good one because they're a hot team anyway. Um, they play the Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings again, and the Broncos and the Bears in the last five weeks. I mean, that's a pretty sorry schedule in my opinion. So maybe I would look for Demo or maybe I don't, I'm, I, I'm hoping as a Jameer Gibbs owner that. Because of last week, they saw what he can do, even though it wasn't a blowout. Like, bro, that like shit was time. not impressive, bro. It wasn't impressive, but still, like, you can buy Jameer Gibbs low. Demo is more expensive. He'd probably be the one that you want. Again, this is personal preference. I wouldn't go for Demo because I'm expecting. I don't even want to say it, put it out there, just because I, I never wish any injuries upon any football players. But I'm just talking about when you're in a high position in fantasy football, make sure to look ahead into the future if you are a lock for the playoffs right you know you're gonna make it okay look into the future now and look at the the easiest like the teams with the easiest schedule remaining schedule you know that the falcons have the easiest get like the easiest schedule remaining right don't a lot of invest teams, in falcons well don't lock, invest, don't in, falcons. invest Smith in, falcons. in the closet <laughs> hey, Houston, hey, i love that song the, te- the, the texans okay you know Mm-hmm. Well, all of these teams are pretty bad at the bottom, but they just have easy schedules. So always like Tank Dale, I would go for Tank maybe or uh, whatever the other guy's name is. I don't watch any Texans games. 
And then okay. also, I would say just a quick like trade strategy thing. This is kind of like a lot of people won't want to do this because you kind of have to nuke a week sometimes. Trade for players that are on buy. You know, it's a it's a very very short term. That like, one's crazy. You, it's crazy when you think about it in theory, but like if you can get the guy for just a tad bit lower and he's literally not hurt, he's just on buy. He'll be back next week and the rest of the season. Like, and you can get them for just even a little 10% type of discount thing. You know, you just do it, you know, it'll be all right. You'll be all right for one week. Maybe you got to sub in a bench player, but who gives a shit? You got to, at the end of the day, you're playing for the playoffs. You're not playing to win regular season games. So if it takes you to like lose one regular season game to get a better roster, just generally speaking at the end of the playoffs, then yeah, fuck yeah, do it. Trade for the guy on the bye. That's what I like. So I would only do that though. If you're like, you're at the top of the like league, maybe like six and one. Right, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be doing this at like, like four and three. That was no. Kind of I risky mean, cause... I, I would do it just if it makes my team better. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Is you know, guys gonna be on bye for one week. It's not like there's multiple bye weeks or anything. So that's eventually true. he'll play, and eventually you're gonna need the best roster available, right? So and at least you know that the bye week's over. It's not coming up still. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, that would take out a factor. He wouldn't need to worry about the bye, but there's no guarantee that guy will pop off the entire time you know that the rest of the the, t- the period that you have him i mean well, you yeah, have it has to be a good player it has, to be a, it has to be a good player on his buy that you might get for a little bit cheaper is my whole point for maybe I, a I guy mean, that doesn't have a backup you know like if it's like a quarterback and he doesn't have a backup quarterback maybe you can finesse yourself into a good quarterback or something you know yeah i, I would look into like taking advantage of, no i'd be looking to take advantage of those those trash teams that are looking to make a push and are kind of desperate i would be Poaching those mans. Watch out, Dylan. What? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do Dylan like that, bro. Come on now. I'm talking about like maybe Jamal. Again. <laughs> Again. Oh my God. Again. <laughs> wow. I'll bring up a couple of things that I kind of look for when I'm doing a trade. Obviously, first things first, like G said, look at your t- uh, roster, evaluate it. Look at the players that you think maybe you got lucky on, I guess. Like, for example, like, if you see that, oh, I only have three running backs and they're doing pretty well, but at the same time, I don't think they can sustain this kind of production. So maybe I should look to sell one of them, maybe get two decent options back in return, right? You kind of just have to look at your roster from a holistic point of view and don't be so biased. It's like, oh, you know, he just had a huge game. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to return the same value for the entire year. So you just have to kind of look ahead, like Gav said, and say, okay, What's the rest of season outlook look like, right? And perception is really everything in fantasy football, especially when you have a lot of volatile owners that, you know, the motions swing every week, right? I almost lost my, I I will not express how much, how mad I was. Like that was like top five when Bijan Robinson did not play for like that entire game. Like I was very mad and I was willing to trade him for anything if I didn't hear like, oh, he was sick because it was like, that's an Arthur Smith thing right there. But I think that the when you look at some of these owners and when they drafted these players, obviously some of them don't live up to expectations. For example, take Jameer Gibbs, right? We expected him to be at least like a running back two, maybe with the potential to be RB1, right? He was drafted like 10th overall. So then you have these owners who expected so much and now they're not getting that amount. So now I think they're more willing to trade them away, right? 
even though the perception is a lot worse than probably the reality of the situation is, which is he could probably still return that value, but they've already been burned so badly that they don't want him anymore, right? So I would target like a lot of these players right now, especially right now, it's the players that you know have already disappointed to start the season, but they probably have a better outlook rest of season, but the owners are already too kind of jaded from being already like, you know, shafted like that. So you could probably look to kind of, you know, say, oh, you know, let's trade a disappointment. I'll trade my disappointment for your disappointment, right? And obviously you have to perceive that your disappointment is actually going to be a disappointment for the rest of the season. Like maybe I'm not as high on Calvin Ridley as like G is, but G is high on Calvin Ridley. So I say, okay, G, I'll trade you Calvin Ridley and, you know, you trade me like, I don't know, T. Higgins or something, right? So it's like disappointment for disappointment right there. And, you know, I always like to kind of be able to, like, obviously you can send trade offers just cold. And, you know, me and McYoungboy just keep sending each other trade offers. All of them ridiculous. None of them are actually, like, valid. But, <laughs> you know, it doesn't usually work like that. I like to talk to the manager and kind of discuss the actual deal, get a sense of what their perception of the roster is, because it will help me, right? It'll help me understand what exactly they're looking for and kind of their view of the players. Maybe if you were going to offer something that was too good, basically, or they didn't actually like that player, and they actually like a player that you didn't actually value too highly, and you're willing to offload it, then it makes it so much easier to get a deal done, right? And then I think the last thing is timing, right? One week changes the NFL so much, especially perception. So if you're going to get a deal and you believe so strongly in this guy, get it done before the next Sunday rolls around because by next Sunday, maybe they've proven basically their value. Like, I remember I was going to trade with Mitty last year, I think. I think it was for Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry was disappointing throughout the year. And he was about to face Houston. And I knew Houston was going to be like, a really good matchup. I've been a previous Derrick Henry owner, so I've known that he was going to kill it against Houston. So I made him an offer, but, you know, mini countered, and then I was like, eh, I kind of wait, like, like waited on it, and I hesitated. And then all of a sudden, Henry breaks out the next game, deals off the table, right? So you better, if you have that perception, you better get it done quickly because, again, the value of these players changed so rapidly from week to week. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Again, it's all circumstantial, really. We can't really. That's why you have to t- tweet at us so we know your circumstances and how to go forward. You know. Exactly. Rats. There's no like one singular way. Also, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to make a trade in a league where all your friends are in because they might, you know, make fun of you. Obviously, there's different circumstances because in this podcast, we literally broadcast every trade here. And uh, we do make fun of them, <laughs> but you know, that's call, usually call tends for shits and giggles. Exactly. Like, I I respect a manager who's willing to kind of go out there and risk, you know, losing a significant player if they think they have a chance to get a better one for their team. Right. That's more respectful than just kind of just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to make any moves because I don't want to look like an idiot." Like, you're playing this game for sixth place. Then, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean that that's what do you got to lose? This is I mean unless you're playing for money. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe uh that'd be okay. Maybe you have a quite a bit to lose, huh? 
Yeah, maybe. Just maybe. You're just rich. Also, there's nothing wrong with just holding on to your players if you really believe in them. You know, like if you have, you you're already six and one, why even like sell them, right? Yeah, you don't need to get FOMO. Just uh, you know, hold on. Hold, hold. You know. All right, let's talk. Let's talk some trade targets here. Who is a player that you want to look at? Who you think people should be targeting right now, and who's a player that you think people should be offloading? Hmm. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna try to sell Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, hundred percent. That guy is so bummy. For real. <laughs> I mean, he can't even look good during a blowout game where it's just like, you know, garbage time points. Plus, Demo was just. This was his injury, honestly. Now I'm kind of convinced that Demo's definitely gonna just pop off the rest of the season, especially with the schedule that they have. So and any plus he wasn't a buy. Or he's still injured, so like definitely try to pick him up now while he's still cheaper and teams are probably desperate to win some uh some more games to get into the playoffs. He's definitely on my eye. Would you trade uh Najee? Or would you get Ooh. Najee for Jameer Gibbs? Yeah, I would do that. I mean I would do that. The Steelers are Najee's got Najee's gotten better throughout the season and yeah. I if, can't you, imagine. if you if you imagine what happened last year where after bye week he picked it up and um, I would say the Rams are still a quite difficult matchup to, you know, obviously they got Heron Donald, so matchups are gonna get easier. We have one of the better schedules this season as well, so I can't imagine not having George Pickens help the passing game and then the also helping the run game, you know. It wouldn't be it would be Deontay? impossible. Yeah, Deontay, I mean, my bad. Yeah. Najee, yeah. Better out there. This is it was his first touchdown all year last year. I know, week. I was I was drowned. I was actually not drowning, thirsting. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. Also okay. another guy just to throw it out there, A Chain. Um from uh the Dolphins. He's the clear running back one in my eyes, and the the defense is I mean, Dolphins offense is just so like it's so explosive. Like obviously against the Eagles, it's kind of like it's kind of hard to do. But um, yeah. Before he was like seven touchdowns already, and he's still like top five running back or top I think seven for um for fantasy. So I mean like he's he's gonna be on IR for like two more weeks, and so that's gonna be cheap. Yeah, if there's an injured player and like they're gone for an extended period of time, managers have to learn to live without them. So then I think they've already kind of separated them from their roster in their minds. So yeah. sometimes it's easier to get them. Um, I mean, I think in terms of players to buy, I'm looking at, you know, guys who have kind of disappointed, but I know are talented right now. Like when I look at the trade, I want to get the most talented player that I feel in the trade, right? I don't care about the other extended pieces, right? When I make a trade, I want to get the player that... I can slot in the lineup. I can win now with. And I think right now, Devontae Adams is just wildly like undervalued at this point because there's obviously been struggles with him getting him the ball. You know, the Raiders are a tire fire. Again, what what else is new? But like, <laughs> you know, a rotating carousel of quarterbacks. Jimmy G is probably coming back next week. But still, you know, Devontae was also dealing with his own injury. And I think that hasn't been reported enough. So... Obviously, he's had like less targets, but I also think that's a factor of the injury. And I think once he heals up, once Jimmy heals up, and you know, we'll see if he doesn't get injured again. But we'll, whatever, we'll see. I think it's worth a grab to try and get him at a discount because we know the kind of player he is when he 
is actually getting the production, when he is actually getting the targets. He's probably one of the best wide receivers in the league. So why wouldn't you try to capitalize on that? And then, you know, obviously I'd say like George Kittle. I think he's going to see a bump up in production with Debo out for a little bit. Rasheed Rice, I'm going to keep pounding the table for him. Are he's, you serious? You know, Rasheed, the dream Rice. I love it. You know, he finally broke out for me. I told you, I was like, I was facing, you know, Dylan and I didn't have Debo or Kyron Williams, who were my main two flex guys. So I had to slot in Rasheed Rice and Josh Palmer and both of them broke out. So I I think it's going to keep on happening. Like they need a wide receiver one there desperately. And he's clearly shown to be the most explosive receiver right now. So I think you have to get him while he's hot right now because I think he's only going to get hotter. Yeah, I like um, a little bias here, but I'm going to go Georgie Pickens. He's been going <laughs> off, and I only think it's going to continue. So maybe someone's thinking that they might sell high on him. I would say you're buying at a great price, and you're going to continue getting that same price. And I feel like if you're like one of those guys that actually negotiates a trade, you can always, you know, be like, bro, that offense ass, bro. Like, dude, you know, it's hard for me to, like, you know, give up a lot for an offense. I know that dog shit. You know, you could throw that in there. It might be a little, <laughs> you know, trade nugget that you can do. Uh, but I also really like that uh, Devontae Adams pick. I think if you can kind of maybe give up a lot, but you're going to get your dollars worth at the end of the day. And I think that's kind of like the big thing, right? And then another player that you can really, really maybe be able to get low, depending on what type of league and how smart your league mates are, is Amari Cooper. He played like ass the last two weeks. I mean, eventually Deshaun should be back, question mark. But, you know, like I said, he's really piss poor right now. So you can maybe get him for a low value. And even you might not need to start him right away. And you could just wait till Amari Cooper starts playing like Amari Cooper again. And then, boom, you got another great receiver on your team, right? So... A few of the guys there. Uh, and then also, I mean, if there's anybody that you're always high on or low on, you know, sometimes you just got to, I would say, like, just got to gamble your kind of, you know, players off and see if you can make the right decision. Yeah. I'll, I'll add in a player that I would like to sell. And it's all these, um, I think you could get them in, like, the third round or second round. It's these wide receiver twos that we've all been seeing, like Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, uh, Chris Olave, Devonta Smith, they've massively disappointed, I feel, if you drafted them as the wide receiver one. And I know sometimes the case is wide receiver choose on a good team is better than the wide receiver one on a you know bad team. Well, it's not proving to be the case so far with these guys. Like I think eventually Devonta Smith will get more targets because AG Brown's just getting an absurd amount right now. Waddle, hopefully he'll be okay. Olave is someone I'm really down on right now because I don't think Derek Carr knows how to run the offense right now for him. And I don't think he likes him either at this point. <laughs> he so. gave up on the route, dude. Come on now. Yeah, he gave up on the route. He's speeding over the limit. Like, uh, seems like there's a lot more problems there than I want to be invested in. So I'd look to sell him right now. And, you know, obviously, like, the high draft grade, people are going to keep that in mind. It's like, oh, I, you know... For some reason, people still hold on to like, oh, he was a third-round pick. Maybe he is worth a look, right? So I think you could possibly get him or like sell him. Fair. I like, I like that. Uh, one player that I would try to sell, um, depending um, on what players you have, I would just a little nugget as well. Never trade your tight end if you have a good tight end. Um, I would never do that. Just because it's basically impossible to replace your tight end. But um, 
Uh, I would try to maybe look to get rid of like a Tony Pollard. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys have kind of been, you know, regressing as a team a little bit. Pollard's work has kind of always been so sporadic, I feel like, in terms of like, are they going to use him this week? Are they not? Uh, and if you can, you know, I think Achan is a good, really good player to think about targeting. Obviously, the Dolphins are going to try to win as much as they can, and he's a great piece to use for them. Uh, he's only two. He's already two weeks through his IR, so he should be back in almost two weeks now. So that's a, a guy that I look to get. And then you know, depending on who your league mates are, maybe you play the injury card. You know, be like, bro, could he even be injured still? You know, like we don't know how long it's gonna be. It all just depends on how you like, you know, make the trade and how you make you first, how you make the player or the asset sound of the other person, right? So negotiations are fun sometimes. Yeah. And if you actually, if you know the people, I think it makes it all the more mental mind game, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. if you know, like Gav likes to get riled up, I'll Gav up a little bit before you talk to him, bro, talk shit. And then you're like, okay, now Gav's into it a little bit. Now I'm going to see what I can get out of him. Right. Like, maybe that's you know, what what's you crazy. Do. You know, what's crazy. Every person that you literally said during the cell was like literally everyone. I have my, you said, uh, you said Pollard, you said Waddle, you said Eckler, you said Alave. Bro, I have all of those guys, bro, in all of the leagues we have. Gibbs, this is I ridiculous. Guess I gotta, I guess trying I to gotta hit me. you up. They're trying to Wait, actually, me right here on to air. sell? To sell? Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Keep yeah, them. to sell. Yeah. <laughs> no, that means we don't really want your players. No, but what if it's cap and you guys are just trying to like do like some like reverse psychology stuff for like I I want. Well, we're to gonna sell move on here. You know. See collusion. Collusion. He's he's onto us, G. Don't worry, just keep keep talking like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Let's let's help you guys out with some of these trade uh, like questions you've got for us. Um, first one here is PPR: Give Christian Watson and Daryl Henderson get Calvin Ridley and Elijah Mitchell. No. Ah. No. Okay, I think the running backs just are like a dead negative, right? So you're picking between Ridley and Watson. I'm taking Ridley. Yeah, I mean, no, I think Henderson's more valuable than Mitchell right now. For so. what, one, two weeks? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah but I mean, is... Mitchell is literally useless, I feel. like. Yeah, I don't know why Mitchell's, like, in this trade. Like, like I'm supposed to, like, oh, shit, Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> it's basically Calvin Ridley versus Henderson because R- Watson has not looked really good so no, far. No, Jordan Love has let everyone down. He hasn't looked good God. since. Oh, man. If you can, yeah. you know what? I would just trade for Ridley. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm trading Watson for Ridley, basically. It's not like you drafted Henderson or you have any fucking stake in him. Like, you probably picked him up last week. So it's like, oh, you basically traded Watson in a waiver wire spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Ridley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but just last advice. Switch it up. Don't pick up Eli Eli Mitchell. Try to get somebody else. Yeah, get someone that has half-decent backup wide receiver six for you or something, man. Like, yeah. Line I have a feeling crazy. they're just they're just trading waiver guys, so I feel yeah. like they're just gonna release Mitchell anyway. So yeah, I would do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Josh Jacobs for Bijan Robinson. Ooh. Oh man. Oh. I would do I it. Will, I would do I, it. I, yeah. I I can't. If you because you gotta think of it as in like me personally. Um, I only have Bijan in like one out of my like eight leagues. So like. If I was trading for Bijan, I would not care that he was just out last week. Because, like, you got to, like, remember, yes, it sucks for the person that owns him, but you did not own him at that point. So does that really matter to you that one week he basically lied about being hurt? No, who gives a shit? 
he's still a good running back, <laughs> and it just comes down to you. Do you think he's better than Josh Jacobs? And somehow I, I'm going to say I trust the Falcons' de- offense more than the fucking Raiders' oh offense, I guess. <laughs> I mean, dude, the Raiders' offense going to score against the Bears. Yeah. That's when Raiders, else am I going to have belief really in bad. these dudes if it's not against the Raiders? Well, they're playing with uh, the, the, their backup, so, like, come on, at least give, give them that. Right now. We are not giving them the that. Raiders. The Raiders are not good. What do you mean? The bro. backup what? Josh Jacobs not a backup? Devontae no, Adams not, not no, a backup? I'm talking about the quarterback, bro. I Who gives his name. a shit? Their starter's Boyer, not Brian good. Hoyer. Oh, come on, man. He, lead, he led the Niners to a playoff. I mean, yeah, a playoff appearance. I mean, the, the Super I think, Bowl. I think the more that we've, as time goes on, we're nah, starting don't to see take that's the, not working. Don't take Bijan, to be honest with you. You would keep Josh Jacobs. No, I'm I, would, I would keep Josh Jacobs because he's just a whole. He's just a freaking bell cow, dude. I mean, oh really? Just, that bell cow that was getting yeah. like five points a game in the beginning of the season. Yeah. That bell well, cow. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. But the user has to go up, bro. Okay, okay, Gav. Has Let me tell to. you this: as a Bijan <laughs> owner in PPR, Bijan in games okay, where he's not ill, right? He has had double digits in every single game. Every single game. He's reliable. Right. And he's, the Arthur Smith system is going to get him touches when he's fucking not hurt. So, like I said, if you don't, like, take in the bias of, well, he was hurt, like, you just out last week. Think of it like that. It doesn't matter to you whether it's zero one on one snap or zero on zero snaps. He was hurt last week. He is out. Okay. that's It's not a, it's not a big long-term injury that you need to be worried about. And he'll probably be back out there this week putting up good numbers again. See, the problem is, though, like, the Falcon. I mean... Their their schedule is just so it's so rough for him too. It like later down the season, I mean like at least the Raiders play like they have some softer people to play. Like, they I mean, played the, the Chiefs Falcons. twice still though. Uh, but you can run the Chiefs, man. <laughs> I don't think you can. I mean, but I look at the Falcons. They they're playing like the Titans, Saints, Jets, Bucks. Okay, mm. Prim- like better defensive uh uh running defenses, Panthers. Even the the Colts, I mean, even the Bears could pull a fast one on the, on the Falcons. No, I I don't think so. I think I'm I think I'm taking Bijan here because the floor for Jacobs is way too low, and I'm yeah, at least agree. the floor for Bijan is better. All right, all right, uh, all right. It's a yeah. two out of three anyway, so yeah, we're going with Bijan. Yeah. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you're outnumbered, just join him. <laughs> Very odd mentality, but okay, Kevin Durant. <laughs> But no, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Calvin Ridley here. We got two questions: Christian Watson for Calvin Ridley, Deontay Johnson for Calvin Ridley. I'm I think taking, I'm taking Calvin oh for both, God, right? Dude, yeah. Ca- what yeah. the fuck, Deontay Johnson for Calvin Ridley is crazy. Yeah. Oof. I don't know. Man. His value is really low right now, but I ha- have to believe that. His ceiling is a little bit better than these two. Like I know it might be crazy, and maybe we're still like you know deluded from our summer days of fantasizing about Calvin Ridley, but I I just would rather have him over these two. I feel Agreed. like it'd be a lock for Calvin for the Deontay one if it wasn't for the fact that like Christian Kirk was still there, and I think Deontay just gets so much PPR points. That one's a tougher one for sure. Yeah, but and especially since that one that league he is. He's in his PPR. I would think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'll hold I, off. The Christian Watson one, though, that's an easy dub. Well, Calvin think, Ridley's about to go stupid this week, so if you're going to want to get him, this is the week to do so because he's about to fucking cook the Steelers a goddamn new asshole. Bro, we've been <laughs> saying that, like, so long. Yes, like, but the Steelers are one of the most, like, zone coverage offenses or defenses in the NFL, and Ridley eats against zone coverage. Uh, well, he better true. eat. 
he be- see we said we say that he better eat but then they don't eat all right that's why i'm trading for him that's why i don't need to trade for him most of my leagues already got that fucking garbage bitch he's <laughs> <laughs> so mad about him bro well yeah i mean i've been losing a lot because of him but you know <laughs> i still believe in him but I, it's not like i haven't been losing because of him no i definitely have <laughs> It's definitely been wow. your fault, Calvin. We're talking to you out there, bro. Yeah, yeah, so fucking get it together, Calvin. All right, last one here. This is way too easy. Swift and Charbonnet for Lamar, PPR. Yes. yes bro, Lamar. who the fuck is just trading I don't know. Lamar? I don't know. Wait, no, but who's, who's, their, who's, the, who's their own quarterback? Is it, is it that much Does, of value? I honestly increase? doesn't matter because if you get Lamar, then you can trade your other quarterback. True. Dude, if well, someone's trading you Lamar, just go get Lamar. Especially after this week, all you have to do is give a fucking DeAndre Swift Charbonnet's yeah. ass. What is going on here? I don't know who offered this trade, but this, this, this might be a, these are ridiculous. This gonna be like a fucking two rushing yards per fucking one yard type of league or something. I don't even know. Speaking Maybe he has Mahomes and like Allen on the bench. If he has Mahomes, why why would you? Eat? Do you don't even need a trade? Yeah, bro, what the fuck? I'd still do it. This is just such a fleece, bro. You could just trade Lamar again. (laughs) Also, speaking about Charbonnet, I've I've been stashing him for a while, hoping he pops up. Oh, stop, bro. Shut up. (laughs) Dude, that guy, he gets built different, but he can't get on the, like... (laughs) He can't get on the field. Say it, bro. (laughs) The starter is better than him. Come on, Kenneth. Come on, Kenneth. Can you believe out. He was out this week. Oh, yeah, I think he got it. From an injury. I don't even know when he would have gotten it because he's never on the field, but... Oh, my God. All right. Well, that does it for our trade council here. If you want to let us hear your trade offers, we love judging other people's trades. It's much better than our own. So Judging you know, to help. Judging to help. Judging to help. Judging to help. But we will ridicule you if you, uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes. Well, imagine, like, the guy's the one trading away Lamar. Yeah. Oh, man, I feel <laughs> so like bad. listening to this. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're have you're an that. idiot. Told you to wait yeah. till they dropped the episode. <laughs> we need an update on that one that's funny alright let's get into our week 8 starts and sits here we were really good last week 9-5-3 and three. those 3 were I think uh, 2 average games and then Daniel Jones got hurt so uh, that didn't count Gav was really good he only got 1 wrong which was DJ Moore who finished as a top 20 wide receiver in PPR so we're gonna, just going to count that a little bit against him. If but, it wasn't for PPR, you know, he'd be mid. I think it's just because the Raiders, Tyler Badgett. Stupid bastard. I mean, who? who? Anyway. You think we got a quarterback controversy on our hands? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't, we could talk about the, the, the Bears all, t- all day and how much I don't like fields and I don't believe in it, but we're not going to. All right. And why don't you hit us with your quarterback side of the week then? <laughs> All right, man. Speaking right, of unreliable so I to- faith. So I, so I told you. I told you yeah, I'm up. Tom, bullshit. I told you I'm up, okay? I won in every single fantasy league. My Patriots won, dude. I mean, I'll take this as with a grain of salt, okay? I won. I got, I got you guys last week. You got to give me this one, okay? You got to give me this one. You're starting Mac Jones against the Dolphins. Oh my god, bro, dude, it was cool. The whole little game you guys won was all funny and it was all you're cool starting, and stuff. Like, let's move on Mac now, Jones. guys. Come on, like, come on, be real here. You're starting Mac Jones against the Because I said so, dude. Just, just give me this one. I need one. I just need this one. Okay, but also Mac Jones, we finally replaced the, our right tackle with 
I forgot his name. Okong. Oh, I don't remember his name. I don't remember the lineman's name. I just remember I know Low is out, and and the line looked a lot better. Mac Jones is throwing at a fiery pace, so even if they blitz him, whatever. I mean, we now have an emerging wide receiver one in uh, I forgot Booty. <laughs> no, really? not Booty. Not Booty. Kendrick Bourne. Not Kendrick Bourne. I forgot his name, dude. I feel bad. I can't believe I didn't. Think I thought it was Kendrick Bourne. Well, Kendrick. No, you're talking about Harry Douglas. <laughs> What? Well, no, dude. It's De- yeah, Demario Douglas. There, that that's his name. Oh, Harry Douglas De- is the ESPN guy, right? My bad. Yeah. I have no idea who Demario. That is. Yeah. So I mean, the offense is honestly looking pretty fire, and if Shit. If, if Mac Jones can keep, <laughs> if we, if we can just give Mac Jones some time, Shit. He's gonna be reliable, and also, also the Dolphins, we we have a love and hate situation. So like, they get a game on us, we get a game on us. They get a game on us, we get a game on us. So we already played them earlier, first week. Second week, I forgot. Whatever, they won, so it's our turn to get back. At the Don't you guys lose in Miami though? Look, no, we won. No, when when Tom Brady was still the quarterback, two thousand nineteen, uh, we cooked him. We cooked him. Kenyon Drake. No, it doesn't matter. Kenyon Drake's not. He's not there anymore. Okay, can you just relax? Don't say that name. God, you freaking give me like goosebumps, dude, saying that name. <laughs> so. All right, G. I, I'm sure yours is a lot more reasonable, right? Dude, why would it not be? Like, what worse could be than Mac Jones? Oh, how about his replacement at Alabama, Bryce Young? And Bryce oh. Young um, is, you know, going to be a hot take here because who really wants to go pick up the guy projected to get 11 points? But he's going against Houston. Their defense is bad. This is a one pick versus the two pick. All the pressure is on him. He has to play good. Obviously, because he's number one pick, it's literally all the pressure is on him, and he'll succeed. I think. I don't think Houston's defense is like fearsome at all. I mean, they shitted on the Steelers, but that's mostly their offense. Their defense wasn't anything crazy. Uh, and I think Bryce Young, you know, he's due. He he's just due. You know what I mean? Coming off a bye, like he's been preparing for this for two weeks. You know, so he knew what those things he signed himself up for. Uh, I like him against the Texans. Uh, you know, it's a bold take, but if we're doing Mac Jones, why can't I do Bryce Young? You know, well, because this is why I not... didn't want to make a quarterback start this week. It, it honestly, it's pretty hard to figure out who you even want to start. I'm this week is kind of rough, to be honest with you. I was gonna say Tyrod, but I don't know if he's um gonna be playing. Bro, against the Jets defense, bro, are you high, bro? Bro, Tyrod's it, dude. That's a and that's a the that's a that's a good match. That that's New York on New York, bro. That's you know shit have... on shit. Yeah, that's gonna be terrible. <laughs> that's gonna be a dude, that's gonna be a good game. CW, CW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. It's uh not it. And uh, so my next pick is it, and it is a start of the team's running back. So what I mean by this is, uh, you know, last week I started Daniel Jones, but I should have just said whatever New York Giants quarterback, because uh, it doesn't really matter. And it's honestly the same situation. Bears, running backs against the Chargers. True, Chargers can't stop the run. They can't stop fucking, I don't even know, they're fucking they sink s- from water and yeah. stop and sinking and shit. I don't know. These guys are horrible. <laughs> These They can't stop running backs. And I don't know if it's Roshan Johnson. I don't know if it's Dante Foreman. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know who else they could get. But whoever starts, if they announce it, start that guy. It's most likely available. I can't imagine Roshan Johnson is not available in most leagues, I would say. So get him. Get him up in your lineup. If you're, he does, it's looking like he's not going to play, 
go grab a Foreman Freeman or what's in the Foreman if he's still available. He still could be available in a lot of leagues too. He had a great week against the, uh, the Raiders, and one of the main reasons they won that game. Uh, and it's like the same thing. It's like you know these fucking AFC West teams can't stop the run other than the Chiefs. They're stupid. And 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 it's because of the Swifties. That's the only reason why the um, Chiefs are still winning. But I'm gonna come back down from Earth, okay? I know I was a little bit off that last one, just a little bit off, yeah, a lot off. But I'm I'm coming back down to Earth, back to the normal program. I'm for running back start of the week. I'm going Gus Edwards versus the Cardinals. Um, Great pick. I mean, it's just a good matchup. I mean, the Cardinals have been dookie. If they've been made, they've made games interesting. But I find it interesting that you know Kyler Murray. I'm pretty sure is coming back this week, right? Is that confirmed? I'm not sure if it's confirmed. Okay. No, it's not, but they don't think it makes much of a difference. Yeah, I, I wouldn't make any difference anyway. The 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 Cardinals defense has been god awful this year, especially against the run. They've allowed the third most um running uh, rushes rushing rushing yards the entire year. Um uh like third most uh oh no, fourth most like t- uh, touchdowns allowed to. So I mean like this is and with the Ravens' offense, where they, they lo- just love to run a lot, the game script's going to be for them. It's going to be rushing a lot, high-scoring game for the Ravens again. So I can just imagine Gus Edwards eating. I you can know? imagine that. Yeah. It's definitely a lot better than the Mac Jones one. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't say Ezekiel Elliott, then yeah. Well, I said Zeke last week, I think. Oh, no, we were talking about Zeke. Yeah. And he did score a touchdown, so, I mean. There you go. Hooray! Right offensive again. output. <laughs> We're yeah, back. literally. Like, what are we celebrating? I'm yeah. up. I'm up. Okay, well, I'm gonna finally get on the board here. I'm gonna go with my wide receiver start of the week, and we've been talking about him already. It's Calvin Ridley versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know, like G, I have Calvin Ridley in a couple leagues. Been very disappointed so far in the output. I think he's only had two very good games and then the rest have been really just terrible and thank god i didn't have him as my wide receiver one but you know wide receiver two it's you still expect some kind of production here and against the pittsburgh steelers g kind of just made my point for me they play a lot of zone defense i think that calvin really can really exploit that zone defense and i also think that you know pittsburgh allows a lot of yards they are 25th in passing yards allowed and they just gave up a lot to puka nakua last week and Cooper Cup didn't even get in on the action there. So, you know, I can imagine, you know, for some reason also, G, I don't know what it is, but the Jaguars seem to have your number. So I don't know why, but I feel like this could be a really good game. But I also think that, what, is it in Pittsburgh as well? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that the Jaguars are going to take it. Fuck okay. you. They're not taking shit. <laughs> uh, no, see, but you wanted Look, Calvin Ridley might take 150 home with him. But that's it. <laughs> no uh, W's. Like no W's. Not around here. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm still gonna continue my uh, my hot streak with these st- sit starts and sits. Uh, for wide receiver, I'm going Jacoby Myers versus the Lions. Obviously, the Lions, not a great defense. Okay, and these are usually the high scoring games. Um, and it's on Monday Night Football. I'm pretty sure uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be back. Um, and whenever Jimmy Jimmy's back in the lineup, dude, he just loves to feed Jacoby. And especially in the red zone, I feel like he targets um, Jacoby more than uh, Devontae, which is Weird. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Monday Night Football. Uh, he, before um, before last week, I think um, 
I'm pretty sure uh, Jacoby was leading the team in touchdowns, catching touchdowns. So, I mean, there's nothing you can go wrong with this. I, I believe in Jacoby Myers. He was the guy that was supposed to be on the Patriots. We could have been winning more with him. Um, you know but, how crazy the reputation is now that Devontae gets all the red zone looks and Jacoby's never scored a touchdown basically until like three years into his career. <laughs> now it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I know. It's so, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know what's happened. This, this reality, the NFL needs to really switch it up and I can't believe they signed a Roger Dale to an extension. So ridiculous. What did um, you think they were going not to not bring him back? No, nah, dude. That guy, man, this guy needs to go. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I mean, he benched Brady. I mean, he uh, he banned Brady, or gave him a suspension, oh, out of God, pettiness. No, shut up! And then he there goes the Goodell Bowl. interview. <laughs> uh, anyway, and, bar- and barring Jimmy doesn't start, okay, I'm going back to being a homer, uh, and I'm 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 going to, uh, what's his name? Oh yep. my God! Dan Waller. Start. No, Ke- Kendrick Bourne. Sorry, Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Bourne. Bourne. <laughs> yeah, pure purely off of PPR. Uh, I mean, oh just my how God, many receptions he-, he takes. I just noticed Kendrick Bourne. All right, whatever. Yeah. So, no, I, I. Well, yeah. Ignore that. <laughs> I would add it on there. So. Okay. Before we get into our tight end starts of the week, we apologize to all tight ends. We literally trashed them on the week before tight end National Tight Ends Day, and of course, what happened is that they all popped off when we didn't make a start of the week. Really, I started Luke Musgrave as my start of the week, and he got hurt again. Like I think I think I'm just bad for him. If I ever put him in the uh podcast, toxic, he's gonna get absolutely demolished. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that this time. I'm gonna start Dalton Kincaid versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, uh God. I think this is the only reason why I'm doing this is because Dawson Knox has been ruled out with I believe like a hand injury or something like that. He's gonna be out for an extended period of time. Dalton Kincaid steps up. This is the guy they drafted I believe, what, in the second round, the first round, I think. Uh, either way, they have a high grade on him. They need to get him involved in this offense because this offense is looking kind of off right now. Like, there's something clearly not right with it. I think it's in terms of pass protection, they're not really, you know, doing well. Like, Gav, you saw the whole game, hopefully, right? Like, I think there's just something wrong with the Bills' offense, and I think they need a guy like Kincaid. They obviously drafted him for a reason to kind of give the offense a different dimension. And now that he has more opportunity with knocks out, I think you could see a better game from him. Yeah, to be honest with you, I feel like the only reason why they won was because I wasn't. So I was watching the games. Okay, long story short, I didn't watch the game because I thought I was cursing them, and I also didn't wear my Patriots jersey. <laughs> okay well you know what to do now <laughs> yeah so i'm not watching any patriots games and i'm not wearing my patriots jersey okay um so my start of the week for jet or er, for tight end is a, is the guy going against the jets it's darren waller okay and so this is only based on stats okay i mean we already know tight ends thin okay um the jets have allowed uh the most points uh against tight ends this season Okay, most touchdowns too. So I mean, like that's all you're looking for, right? Touchdowns. It doesn't even matter how many yards they get. You it, the touchdown will make it up for make up for it. And I feel like um if Tyrod is definitely the hotter hand, and I hope they start with him. Um, he loves to see like target Darren Waller in the in the red zone. Just a bigger uh, body. And if yeah. it wasn't for the Bills, um, uh, fouling him, 
touchdown. Awesome. True. Very true. Um, I would like to say my tight end is start is only a start because he's guaranteed three catches and that means he's guaranteed three points. And that's a lot <laughs> for tight ends nowadays. So Johnny Smith for the Falcons, he's actually been pretty serviceable. So if you're really still in the shitter for tight ends, he's probably still available. You could pick him up, start him. Unregrettably, his projections are going to be low. For the most part, he always projects output plays his projections. So as that, but there's really not too much logic behind it. And it's also a revenge week. You know, so maybe they, if they're yeah. any week to start him, this, this would be boys. the week. It's a revenge time for him. Uh, it's revenge time. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good one for Johnny. Feastable. Feastable, definitely, I think. Um, So I, I'll, I'll take it into the next segment because I, I really don't like. Oh, actually, I like G-Zone. Well, anyway, uh, for, sit, for QB sit of the week, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins against the Packers. I mean, there's just too many injuries Um, for for the... <laughs> I say this after they beat um the Niners, but I feel like it was just a big <laughs> game. I, it was primetime Kirk Cousins too. Yeah. Right? Like what? What are you guys? Anyway, anyway. Fire Steve Wilkes. I mean, yeah. your guy, your defense is. I mean, I don't even know what it was, but I mean, I feel like as long as you lock up Jordan Addison, you don't have to do anything else, right? Because they were just letting Jordan Addison feast, um, yesterday against you guys for no reason right like well also he got he got lucky on ward i feel like that should have been an interception but you know um jair is definitely gonna lock up kirk's number one pick and then i mean the run the running offense for the the vikings has been just so awful so he's gonna have to be throwing i can see a couple picks coming uh kirk cousins way fall back from grace if you want to talk about fallback from grace, you can uh, just throw in Mr. Tua can't beat a good team slash good defense. And, you know, I don't know if he'll be playing a good team Thank this you. week, but he's playing a good oh. defense uh, <laughs> in the New England Patriots. Uh, so I see Tua turn the ball over, turning the ball over. Um, I think he's only going to good for one, maybe two picks. Uh, he might also just be good for 400 yards. He's kind of due. So, you know, it's either one or the other, Chill. guys. Uh, just double cover him. Come on now. Is that simple? A hundred percent. And then also I mean, just murder Tua. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't hate the Dolphins with my entire fury life energy. Well, it's the Dolphins. How could you hate the Dolphins that much? It's like the rivalries aren't even that serious. Bro, if if we don't lose to the Dolphins, um, two thousand nineteen, what year is it? Eighteen. We become first seed and then we win and then we don't have to face the Titans and then Tom Brady never leaves and then I don't cry myself to sleep thinking about how bad the Patriots are. <laughs> All right. You really well, thought that this, whole this, timeline. This, this just got real deep. <laughs> uh, move on. I'm, gonna, move I'm on. just gonna move on. Yep, exactly. On to my running back set of the week. Uh, it's gonna be Brian Robinson against Philly. Uh, it's just a difficult, difficult matchup. Uh, and I think we had him as a sit last time they played Philly. And I want to say he played pretty decently. So, um, you know, hopefully he plays less good this time and shits a better something. Uh, that would be very appreciative. Uh, he had 12 last time. So it's not the greatest week. It wasn't the worst week. Brian Robinson is the model of between 8 to 12 any week. So I think he'll probably be at an 8 this week. Um, I don't like the matchup. They're probably going to be down. Antonio Gibson usually comes in a lot when they're down. So, yeah. I don't know, dude. Last year, the, the commanders made it pretty interesting. 
from last year, but they already lost once to Sphere. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a good game, but they lost. It was a good game. Yeah, true. All right. Well, some. Sorry, I came out. I came back out of my depression, my psychosis. I'm back with you with another good set of the week. Okay, this is a good one because he's been kind of hot recently, and you're gonna have some bias, and you're gonna be really looking to start him just because he's been scoring consistently for you. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's top five right now. Um, but I'm referring to Kenneth Walker versus the Browns. Okay, look. The Browns have been looking like the most dominant defense in the league. Barring the uh, Niners lost to the Vi- Vikings. No, don't um, even put us in the conversation, honestly. <laughs> See, he's, I'm, he's mad. I'm mad. He's I'm mad, mad about it. He's mad about it. Yeah, so Kenneth Walker's number seven. In PPR, at least. So the Browns have been looking way too good on defense. Okay, man. So temper your expectations. Kenneth Walker is going to be getting got. Okay. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. The best defense in the league. Okay. Simple as that. Totally agree with you, Gav. Yeah. And now I'm going to make my appearance in the sits of the week with a wide receiver. This is probably the craziest one yet, but you're going to sit Tyree Kill against the New England Patriots. <laughs> Talk to me. That's just how it is because what do the Patriots do the most in terms of Bill Belichick's defense? They take Sell. away. Well, <laughs> all right, Gav. All right. <laughs> Talking but I think we all know. I think we all know this, right? You got Tua versus New England as a sit, G. I got Tyreek Hill as a sit because if Tua's not going to do well, then Tyreek's not going to do well, especially against New England because, when again, when Bill Belichick, what his defensive game plan always is, is who's the best player on offense on that team? Let's take him away. Let's game plan to absolutely take him out of the picture, force Tua to go anywhere else, right? If it was Adrian Peterson out there, they'd sell out against the run, right? But it's Tyree Kill out there, the number one wide receiver, on pace for 2,000 yards. They need to get him out of this game, and they have been very effective in doing so, so far. In the last three games, as a Dolphin with Tyree Kill, they have, he has not scored, he has had less than 100 yards, basically, and one touchdown in the last three games against the Patriots. And the last game as a Chief, he had 64 yards and a touchdown. So the Patriots, they know what to do against him. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit harder with Christian Gonzalez out. But they got J.C. Jackson back. Everything's Shut better. Your right? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I hate, I hate hearing that name. He's a Patriot again. Expect a low ceiling for Tyreek Hill. <laughs> not usually not the case with him. I know. I yeah. like it. Now you guys are jinxing us. I hate you guys. You guys couldn't just let me be up. You, you started this whole thing with Mac Jones versus the Finns. I honestly don't know why we have so many in this game. Like We, well, we we're have gonna so get much burned, invested bro. in this game. Up, boys. <laughs> the Patriots we're going to get up. burned, bro. Like, you already know what's going to happen. Who's They're ready gonna... for the obnoxious clan back? We're back. Yeah, we're in our, no, To what? Are, eighth seed? You guys are about to get smoked by 40. We're back. We're going to come back. We're going to come back on next Tuesday like we always do. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna look at this. Don't let us get another <laughs> one. We're gonna be like, we really Do just put Mac Jones as a start, Tua as a bench, and Tyreek Hill as a bench, and we're gonna wonder why we didn't do this so well. Don't let us get another one. I'm just saying, dude, you don't want this work. Mac Bro, Jones we're better is, than you guys. You guys Mac suck. Jo- Mac Jones, you guys is suck. Top five you guys quarterback suck. with time. You guys suck. He's, he he passes. He throws the ball in two point one nine seconds. Okay, fast. Make me want to go back up Mac there. Mac Jones. <laughs> You talking about Mac Jones? Yes, oh that's that's God. a true stat too. I'm pretty sure it's two point one. You better seconds. stop this yeah. shit. I guess give speed us your is in everything. Guy processes fast. Alabama. Okay, we're sitting Olave at um the Colts. 
Um, he got arrested. Ah, uh, yes. It's gonna be hard to play. Is that it? He got arrested. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with. I'm gonna go with Olave's uh, teammate. I'm gonna do my tight end sit as uh, Taysom Hill, the goat. It's just everybody. Whenever Taysom plays good, they stop using him. So <laughs> usually That's he'll have like a great performance. <laughs> he'll have like a great performance, and the next week he'll just be special teams only. And then they're like, yeah, they're probably game planning for Taysom, so let's just not use him. Yeah. That is so funny. And it's, it's like so now everybody now everybody wants to start him. Now if you look at like the most recent ads and trending players, Taysom's all the way two and three. Obviously, because he's a good tight end. You know, he gets quarterback snaps, running back snaps, and you get to put him at tight end, right? It's like ideally the best thing ever. But now that everybody wants to pick him up, you know NFL, you know yeah, you know fantasy sports go. He's gonna be ass. So pick pick him up and you'll regret it. Amen. Don't pick him up and you'll uh, be like, damn, G was right. Well, I guess I gotta cancel a waiver ad real quick. Maybe I'm just saying that to get the waiver from the whole league, every, every league I'm in. It's a mental game here. It's the mental. Go ahead, Gav. Oh, okay, okay. I was waiting for you to do it, but I guess I'll start. Okay, so final look. This is probably my best pick of the night. Simply, simply because whenever it comes out of hate, it's usually pretty good. Okay, you're sitting Evan Ingram against the Steelers. Okay, how is he gonna feast when Calvin Ridley's going for 150? Okay, first of all, and I also, like how in sync we're all we all are. We all believe in our starts and sits, so we all just say, "Oh." This is happening, so <laughs> obviously this is going to happen. And also, man, realistically, the, the Steelers' defense against Titans is monsters. They, they've only allowed like they've only allowed 188 yards to them in total. Okay, they average like seven points in PPR, which is which is kind of crazy. Okay, that sounds like a lot, but that's literally the f- that's like the floor. Okay, no touchdowns. So, I'm. Um, I'm I'm all in on tight ends, tight end sitting, even though they, they was tight end. You can literally, week. I think we did it last week, and I was pretty accurate with all the sits I had. Which yeah, ones? Uh, and, also, the end, I started rambling off tight end after tight end after tight end. And I'm like, you just then Mike Andrews went, did well, I thought. Mike Andrews did well. Okay, yeah. maybe one that I missed, but only okay. 15 of 16. Damn. We're just never going to buy tight end love, huh? No, never. And also, oh, everyone's right. healthy this week, so Evan Ingram's going to definitely see a decrease in receptions. No <laughs> more security blanket. Yeah, you won't need to throw the ball that much against Steelers either. We give up 75 million yards a carry to running backs. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap this up here. I'm sitting David Njoku versus Seattle. Right now, Seattle is allowing actually the same amount to uh, tight ends as the Steelers, which is about four points per game. And, you know, I don't want four points per game. And I don't want PJ Walker throwing, you know, the ball to me. Like, I think it, what it's also is it at Seattle or is it in Cleveland as well? Like, I just it doesn't honestly matter. But I think that this is going to be a tougher game. Jamal Adams is back. I think it keeps home. getting injured, so I don't know if he's actually back or not. But the Seattle secondary is a pretty good uh, defensive unit. I really wouldn't want to test them. I don't think Injoku has been very productive for you anyway. So I'd look to get to pivot to other options here uh like a Dalton Kincaid uh, did you see mm. also did you guys see Njoku like bro that guy burnt his face one week and he's like back to looking be- like regular the next crazy 
Someone's got to drug test him. <laughs> Nothing, dude. It's just like he, he healed quick, dude. His entire face and arm were burnt, and then he looks so normal now. He's playing normal, which is dog shit. <laughs> Sit him. Sit him. All right, that's our starts of the week and our sits of the week. Uh, you can go onto our Twitter, our Instagram, our threads, and we'll have our full list of you know starts and sits for you. And you can obviously tweet at us and let us know if you know you should start this one player over another player. We always take a look at them and we'll answer them. And that'll do it for our show. We want to thank Zencaster first of all for helping us record this amazing podcast. As always, one eighteen down the drain, like. You know, Zencaster is just amazing. And if you want to use Zencaster for your own podcast, just go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our referral code, Sports Council. You get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. It's just really easy to use. It's a great experience. We highly recommend it. Can't say enough about it. I know. Makes life so easy. It makes our quality so high. What else do you want, right? Exactly. That'll do it for our show. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. We keep just pumping out these podcasts every you know week. We have two actually last week. We had an NBA one. We had a fantasy football one. We're gonna keep on doing that. And you know, you should also follow our Twitter, our Threads, our Instagram. They're all sports underscore council uh, to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. That'll sure. do it, guys. Appreciate you. Are the Patriots going to win this week, Gav? Guaranteed? Absolutely. By 35? Fucking not. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, I did uh, that to us it to uh, reverse jinx it. You guys remember last year we were reverse jinxing everything. <laughs> reverse jinx on this way to a legacy game. If you made it this far, start Tyreek Hill. Start Listen, Tua. dude, your yeah, team Tyreek is Hill, dog. Your team is dog. Who have, you, who have you even won against? Nobody good, okay? Shit down, dude. The Patriots are definitely winning now. I was scared. I didn't know whether or not we were going to win next week, but we're winning, okay? We're better than the Niners. Oh, okay. Well, on that ridiculous note, signing off. See you. And go punch Gav. We're sending a drug test to Gav's house. Patriot Nation, we're back. Be toxic. <laughs>